DB got some nerve. Be who you talking to, the king shit. Bring back folly, they said on your lap and help you drink shit. Fly that bitch on spirit, she don't like it by your own shit. Got my weight on two, three cribs, I own shit. Talking big, being it. Flipping pie, top, I'll pay my time. On me cheat, the map will take the loader. I can't do no fry, this shit major. She a 304, flip that on your page. She gon' suck me for no wages. Send her home, sign that waiver, boy, my page. It's too thin for these hoes, I'm through. You ain't even get no pussy, and I bought you some food. It's like you plotting on me, baby, and I thought you were true. You for the street, that's okay. I just thought you were my boo. You can't play me, cause I pee shit. Marby Road G shit. Nothing for the free ski. Pay me in a sheet spit. Try by Monday 30, we go dummy on the weekend. Drip so hard, this shit here like on leash. Yeah, yeah. this shit made. She a 304. Look that on your page. When she put that pussy on me, I go crazy. I was talking beat, beat me. Flipping pie, top off in my tie. Trying to split a quarter billy with the guy. Did this shit made. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 119 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League edition. Monday Night Raw. I am your co host, Reggie. I'm your co-host Norwood. We are back. We are 100% of your home HBCU homeboys. We are ready, ready, ready to get it in. Also, Garrett Wilson, you are an idiot. Please do not celebrate. <laughs> Instead Wilson. of celebrating somebody else's touchdown, block the man. Damn fool. So, as you guys know, if you if you are welcome, everybody that's been tuned in with us. We just finished the pregame. If you clicked on over from the pregame, you know that. As of this taping today, 9-11, uh, thoughts and prayers to the families uh, of the victims of 9-11. We always want to send a thank you up to the heroes that uh, uh, gave their lives to save everyone else and stand up for the, the freedoms of this country. Um, RIP to those. I always remember 9-11. Um, yeah, Garrett Wilson, as of this taping, the Jets are playing the Bills. Aaron Rodgers has twisted his ankle. And and Brees Hall, who was the rookie of the year, or should have been if he wasn't, even though he tore his ACL, came, coming back from a torn ACL, just broke a 98-yard run, or would have been a touchdown run, if it wasn't for Garrett Wilson, who didn't block the last cornerback and was celebrating. Doing this. Norwood is big man. Look on tape. <laughs> I cannot wait for them to watch this. Son, you had one job. You celebrating for another man touchdown instead of doing you put your hands in the air instead of putting your hands on somebody. That's a problem. We can't win oh like that. Oh my god. Oh now we're third and five. And you might mess with my have to kick a field goal. Bonehead. Uh, this, welcome, I, ladies. I have, I've, it's a lot of stupid football. So much stupid football. Oh, there it is, right there. There it is. There it is. This is what happens right. <laughs> We started the pregame off with a Florida rant. Now we're starting the, the, the show off with a receiver rant. It's football I, I, season, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, in case you didn't know. I I hate stupid. Like, I don't know what happened this summer where people forgot about football altogether. Well, let's get started, man. Y'all know what it is when it comes to the Splash Cast Monday Night Raw. We start off with our HBCU news around the culture. It was week two, HBCU, uh, uh, some big games in the SWAC, MEAC as well. Uh, CIAA has some good games as well. Um, 
I want to say all of my teams lost in the HBCU sec- section. Like anybody that I'm affiliated with, except for maybe Virginia State. I think all my teams uh, lost. Shout out to Candace. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, no. Her parents went to Central. I'm claiming that. So Central uh, <laughs> with the win over North Carolina A&T. Uh, in a, 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 a long historic rivalry where Central now is winning. Um, Delaware State lost to Akron 57-0. Uh, Winston-Salem uh, won. Tuskegee won 36-10. No, no, that's Army. That's Army, not Akron. Oh, Army. Sorry. Well, then there you go. Army. Um, Georgia Tech beat South Carolina State in the MEAC as well. So uh, there are some other games, but in the SWAC, Look at that score right there. Miles College upset Alabama State. Woo! Now that it, is very interesting. See that coming. Alabama State was riding high. They just beat Southern uh, in week one, which may not be as much of an accomplishment as you think after this week. Uh, and then they go and lose to Miles Down College. Those Frazier. <laughs> uh, uh, as well. So uh, it's kind of hard to see. Um uh, some of these other, I'm gonna go here. I'm just going to start the scoreboard. Go to the SWAT. Do it that way. Sorry, y'all. It's a little easier for me to see the scores. And let's go hide that. And boom. There we go. Uh, so, <laughs> but don't we play Miami. Uh, Gramlin play LSU. And I really just wanted to show y'all this Gramlin LSU score because I wanted y'all to know that it was not as bad as it looks. It looks bad. It's 72 to 10. (laughs) It's 72 to 10. But at the end of the first quarter, it was 14 to 10. Yeah, they, they, LSU, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened with this game. LSU struggled with Gramlin in the first quarter. Struggled. It was a dog (laughs) fight. I'm looking. Because college football, college football in elite levels this week. And I'm looking like, I keep looking, and I keep expecting things to get out of hand. And, oh, they didn't put him in. He, oh, he's booted and shoulder padded off. This is very bad. High ankle um, Which, you know, that's that's the basketball. Yeah, that's the five. That's Aaron Rodgers has now been taking – I don't know. We may call this the running Aaron Rodgers update. I don't know. But he has now been taking pads off in a boot after three plays. Yo, they they said that his whole highlight tape was him running in with the flag. (laughs) (laughs) It's messed up, but it was funny as hell. Uh, Uh, But but back to Gramlin, man. I mean, no, excuse me. Gramlin and LSU had a dog fight. And then after that, LSU, I think Boy, they took they high offense to that on... and proceeded to put a basketball score up on them. Jaden Daniels uh, threw um... four touchdowns in the second half. Uh, I mean, the second quarter alone. Because you know, I was four ready touchdowns. for them to trick it off, Saki. DM oh, I, your if... sister and be like, oh, y'all going to lose the Grambling <laughs> too, huh? Y'all lose the HBCUs now. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. They would have ran uh, Brian Kelly out of there. Yo, Quentin Williams is unstoppable. Uh, Texas Southern, another basketball score against Toledo. This one was never in check. Uh, it was oh, twenty-two nothing in the, <laughs> in the first two minutes. It was twenty-two nothing. But Thune Cookman beat Savannah State. If you remember, Savannah State has had, I believe they joined the MEAC, and then they left, and now they're back yeah. in one double A. Well, 
I'm sorry, division. I don't know what you call it. Uh, but Bethune Cookman won 31 to six, getting their first win of the season. Miles College, as we said before, beat Alabama State 21-17 with 14 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Kind of crazy. Hey, another struggle win. South Florida. Now we said this on Saturday morning live. We were like, South Florida gonna have a problem with uh <laughs> with uh And they had they had a they had a problem the whole game. There was no <laughs> point where they were just running away with this. And I this is the one that I kept refreshing. I was like, come on, fam, you you can do it. You can do because at one point you it was tied 14-14 and deep into the second quarter, and I was like, I th- yeah, I want to say they had a turnover that they ended up getting a, a field goal off of because it was about to be uh, 21-21 at halftime. We was all rattlers on Saturday. <laughs> let me tell you, I wanted that win so bad. Because <laughs> you know I'd be ready to go to work. Like, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> uh, USF, huh? <laughs> and I already hate USF and UCF because they think that they're like legitimate football schools, and I'm like, hey, no, they no. about to be in UCF no. going to the Big no, no, Twelve. No, 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 no they gonna no. be playing Dion. USF, yeah. Yes, this is the school that, that went undefeated that year and then decided to tell everybody that they went undefeated UCF, even though they right? didn't play anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama A&M beat the hell out of Lane College. Um, Stephen F. Austin beat Alcorn State. Tennessee State uh, wins and beats out uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Nice uh, Southern, Southern, Southern. They scored on the first drive and the last drive and scored nothing and did nothing in between. In between. Beginning of the game, end of the game, son. There you doing now. And Jackson you gotta State. Got to play 48 minutes. Jackson State uh, had a busted coverage screenplay go for 90 yards, and that was kind of the backbreaker uh, when Southern had finally cut it down to a three-point lead. And then Prairie View played Abilene Christian and lost uh, as well. But – Overall, in black college, there was they were really well represented. I I think in those games where they, other than Toledo and Texas Southern, uh, they showed that they can hang with some of these teams, like the Grambling LSU game in the first quarter or FAMU versus South Florida. You just kind of need, you kind of they don't have the depth, and we always run out of steam like in the second half. Exactly. That is like that is I think more the indictment than the skill level. Now there mm-hmm. is a there's a skill level and just offensive line, defensive line, there's gonna be a size difference. But the depth of these schools where you have these three, you know, three star, four star, five star back to back to back, just as the as the game progresses, you're gonna run out. Yeah, man. <sighs> so I saved this for the last one. Now, I take this loss with a grain of salt. Um, it still sucks for Hampton to lose it, to Norfolk State, even though they played them at Norfolk. Now, the, the thing is, I've heard two different reports, but in both reports, the number is large. Hampton, I think, had somewhere between – I've heard both numbers reported 35, 35 players ineligible, 21 players ineligible, but you can't have that many players ineligible in – and be competitive for it to be an eight point game and have at least 20 players ineligible. It's a hell of a game. I know that, you know, that doesn't go into the, the box score. Um, but I don't you know, have no that, more victories. That, I ain't got, that, I ain't giving them nothing. No, 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 no. Because what kind of football program runs 35 ineligible players? Fuck out of here. Y'all should have had y'all stuff together. If you're, if you're the better team and you know, you're the better team, I can see one or two. 
I can see four or five, maybe six, 35 or 21, 21 dash 35 is egregious. That's egregious. That's embarrassing. About it, 22 is that's, that's a full, that's 11 on 11. That's a team. That's a, that's, that's embarrassing. You should lose. You should lose. You can't have that as oh, a coach. As, you're as not a should lose. You're going to lose. If you, if you can beat a team minus 21 players, that other team is, they don't need a program anymore. They're a football club. I don't care who that team is. You don't know who could get hurt. I don't care if it's the third string or second string. There's no way you should have that many ineligible players. It shouldn't happen. Yeah. It shouldn't happen. So, uh, And as, as we know more about the ineligible players, we will tell you more at this point. It's been kind of hush. Um, but they're gonna yeah, be right back is, next week, and they're gonna be uh, Howard. We told y'all Morehouse. <laughs> Ooh, we told y'all yeah. Morehouse. Boy, uh, Howard be Morehouse sixty-five to nineteen. Run it up on y'all, and they did, <laughs> and did. <laughs> Here's another game that we were all refreshing: that Akron versus uh, Morgan State game. Morgan State shut out Akron in the second half until the last drive, last. Their last three drives. I think they scored on one of their last three drives to take the lead. Uh, they actually, if I'm not mistaken, Akron's offense didn't score in the second half. They won on a scooping score at the end of the game in the fourth quarter to take the lead. Morgan State should have beat Akron. Morgan yeah. State should have beat Akron. They should have beat Akron. It is what it is, man. That's I, Morgan State is going to be a problem. They've been buoy up there in Maryland. They out there. Yeah. <laughs> they out there. Uh, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the HBCU segment. Uh, next week is some big games. Touchdown. Uh, we're going to take a second. Give us two minutes. We'll be right back. For um, our- wait, 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 wait. Hampton Howard this weekend. If you're there, please support. Send us the photos. Tag us. Uh, but, yeah, it's a big game at Audi Field. I know all our Hampton people in the DMV will be there. Yeah, man. Two Hampton Howard this weekend. Big game, big game, big game. I want to say there's a big game in the SWAC as well. Uh, ooh, North Carolina Central plays UCLA. It's, it could get hey, ugly, Central. but that could be we, interesting. You know, I'm all, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm a closet Central fan. I've been that way for a while, but UCLA is gonna try to. Yeah, they gonna try to send a statement. Florida Memorial and Grambling. Well, we'll talk they about are all of that. Legitimately going to send a statement to your house. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right this back. Build it, you will. <laughs> we'll be right back, y'all. Stay tuned. Uh, like, oh, oh come back with Bevan Rogers. We drinking now. We didn't got through the the adult portion of this. The rest of this is just things falling apart <laughs> for you. We'll be right. No back. shots to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, yeah, peace. Be back. Welcome back, ladies back. and gentlemen, to episode 119 of the Splash Cast Monday Night Raw. We are back with our football segment, news around uh, the NFL and NCAA. Uh, got a few things we're going to talk about today, but but before we get started, man, let's talk about this real man of genius, <laughs> is what you named him. Um <laughs> Uh, this this man on the sideline, uh, who was covering the game for, at the Oklahoma game, catches the ball, opens it up as a beer, and drinks it. Shout out to him, 
It was the Oklahoma SMU game. I'm glad I didn't bet on that game. Uh, <laughs> he gets an award for that. Uh, and shout out to the perfect timing. You got to be prepared for your moment. And then you got to execute. And he did. And so did these guys. With the bruise, man. So the TD celebration with the bruise, they scored right here. Uh, Kansas State scores and quarterback gives the cracks a beer and shotguns it <laughs> in the end zone. Shout out to them as well, man. Uh, the thing is, I wanted to talk about these bruises because on Saturday, your boy bet two games. <laughs> your man bet two games, I want to say. Should have bet three, but I didn't. And I won those brews, so I am up two nothing. Uh, two six packs to nil for the season. Hey, I- paid in full, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. A normal always pays his debts, just like a Lannister. I paid what I owe via cash app. I was tight. I did not expect either one of those games to go that way, probably <laughs> because I would have bet the other way. I'm highly disappointed in the way that my season starts, but it's not how you start the season. It is only matter how you finish the season. Yeah, but when it came to football, man, everybody was excited. Last week, we told y'all about uh, uh, the, hey, let's update them. Norwood, Charter and Spectre. Interception bills. Charter and Spectre. Or Spectrum. Yes. Charter back, Spectrum, Spectrum has come Spectrum. to a deal. Whatever it is, we are back. <laughs> Let me tell y'all. I know, well, n- number one, it was no longer a problem for me, man. I had called in the reinforcements. I'm gonna tell y'all as we as we look oh, at LeBron, you plugged setup, into the matrix. I, you my setup is not emails. that setup. It's not. It's not that. It's, it's a little. It's a little hook or crook. But let me tell you, I had one, two. Yeah, I had three screens going at the same time, and then at one point I had the two games here split so that I could watch two games on my TV. Um, this is what I need. This sometimes you see things in life and they allow you to know where you need to go next. And this LeBron's elite college football setup makes me envious. Yeah, man. So Spectrum and Charter, as we said, they've come to a deal. And y'all got like some exclusive stuff. They added a little, they sweetened the package a little bit or whatever. But they um, sure hell. I had to, we had to miss the first week of football with that. <laughs> no ESPN for a week is makes Tough. my life very difficult considering I'm a sports podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, I had no answer. When, when they take it off your out of your cable package, there is no answer. There is no hey, I need to speak to the manager. Ain't no manager to talk to. Shut the hell up. When we fix it, we fix it. They knew they had to fix it before this nine eleven Jets game, though. They knew. Yeah, yeah. It was hey, we gonna fix this or it's gonna be bad for everybody. And yeah, I can you- only imagine how many customers both both parties have lost here. So you were talking about your setup and how you had like the the word that I can't say here, but I can say it. The nigga rig setup. So you had that and instead you said you wanted what LeBron had. No, mine just mine just ain't LeBron. I got a big screen, I got a computer monitor, and I have a big computer monitor. LeBron, LeBron got nine got big screens as one he got big the screen. Big block. Then he got the, the L. That's fire. 
<laughs> and what you don't see as you do see is nobody ever talk he got the four championships just right up under the TV like I want to let y'all know like I don't think those four championship trophies stay there I feel like he has a trophy case and those four championship trophies were taken out for that photo or that 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 video op and if I'm LeBron I do that because I'm LeBron I can do that what you gonna say nothing I I kind of agree with you, but I do what you want to, bro. You won the four champions. Bruh, bruh. I, that everything would be I the blackest gonna, thing everything ever. I, I say going to sound like a hate anyway, because what don't I have? Four NBA championships. <laughs> LeBron out there. So it was tough, man. It was tough. Uh, as we said before, um, Bama started. It all started with Desmond Howard, who was on the way. Oh, we got sound? Come on, guys. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> Desmond Howard <laughs> uh, is walking into the Alabama airport in a Texas shirt. Everybody's just assuming Caleb Williams go number one oh, overall no. in the NFL draft. With a yeah. Texas shirt and with his Texas shirt and the white chair. And uh, the white chair obviously is a reference to the Montgomery beatdown that we saw at the ferry. Uh, and it's hilarious that he had the audacity to walk into Alabama doing that. And then Desmond Howard had that on stage at game day <laughs> with the Texas Longhorns logo on the white chair as he picked the Texas Longhorns to beat Alabama. The, the white chair has become a symbol of strength for the African-American community. Um. Similar to the we word. saw a lady today when they say that they don't provide you a seat at the table, bring your own white folding chair. I said, oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I like it, though. Yeah, man. I love yeah, it, man. So, Desmond, while this was funny, I, just like Desmond Howard, I said, you know what? I, I don't know about, I don't really know about Alabama's quarterback situation. Nobody has out. They pick Jalen Milrow whenever a team like Nick Saban, a coach like Nick Saban says, you'll, you'll find out who the quarterback is. And he doesn't name until like the day before, two days before. That means ain't nobody separated themselves. Nobody. Oh, so, he, I think he's definitely celebrated himself. So Jaylen I mean, uh, separates, not celebrate. There's nothing to celebrate, but he is definitely separated himself as a halfback. That dude is not a quarterback. <laughs> would not be on my team. Not now, not ever. No. I I, I said that the whole game. We have a chat, of course, because it's Slashcast versus the world. Shout out to the world. Uh, always remember, like, follow, subscribe. But I kept saying, Nick Saban, bench this kid. Take him out. He is not it. And Nick Saban rode down that old town road with that, and that was <laughs> embarrassing. So Texas ended up going into Alabama and beating Alabama 34-24, scoring, outscoring them 21-8 to in the fourth quarter to win by 10. Uh-oh. <laughs> Are you? What happened? Nothing. Uh, We're still oh. rocking. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Quinn Ewers threw for 349 yards. But the person on this photo that I want to bring y'all a chance to the Georgia Bulldogs lost their best receiver last year uh, to the transfer portal. A.D. Mitchell, Adonai Mitchell, 
He is known as the Bama killer. I called him that from now on. He had all of the clutch catches for Georgia in the playoffs came from him uh, the last two seasons. Even though he was hurt, he transferred to Texas so that he could be with his newborn daughter, according to him. Of course, I'm sure there were some convincing from some dead presidents as well. Um, But with that being said, A.D. Mitchell had three catches for 78 yards and two touchdowns, both touchdowns coming in the second half. Steve Sarkeesian, I thought this, we said that this was going to be an introduction for Texas into the SEC this year. I don't think this is the introduction you were talking about because this has garnered all the, this is the best thing that can happen for the SEC commissioner in the SEC. The worst thing that can happen for Alabama, but they are about to make a bunch of money and hit a bunch of recruiting by beating Alabama in Alabama. Yeah. And also I I will be frank. I don't think that Bama, I don't think that Texas is a better team. I think that Nick Saban sticking with Milrow was not the answer. You, he should have abandoned that quarterback so early and I'm going to repeat it until they do something about it. If they don't, then yeah. But he was not able to really play the position as a quarterback. He was basically just out there running. And I know that everybody immediately says, well, Alabama typically doesn't have very good quarterbacks, but they do have game managers yes, that do. can make easy open. Four quarterbacks are in the league starting. But, I, but when I say Good. When I say good, I mean like get, good quarterback. Y'all gotta let that. Y'all gotta let that go. They done. They got the last four are in the league starting. <laughs> Who? Oh, hold on. Hurts. Um. Who else? Tua. Mac Jones. Goodwin healthy. Trash. In the league, I say he's in the league starting. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, another yeah. one too. Say, there's like, a fourth not, one too. I can't think of who it is. World leader by any stretch of the imagination. But all of those guys are perfect examples. They can throw. They can make the easy open throws. Milro, move the halfback, son. You are you are you are a skill position, just not the quarterback. You need to find a new position. And Nick Saban, Don, I, I just didn't expect him to double down on that, and he did. That was that's. I I don't even I ain't listen I I, I agree with you. Milrow probably shouldn't be playing quarterback, but I ain't gonna put this all on him. <laughs> this whole offensive line that's been talked up for the whole year, uh, they bigger than the NFL offensive lines. They want to beat people and punish them and punish them and make them quit. Y'all ran the ball for 107 yards on 35 carries, and and well, you, you and Milrow had 44. You that Milrow wasn't gonna throw the ball, so yeah, I'm putting all the men in the box. I dare him to throw. I see. What, Ain't no way. I seen him miss too many. Don't it, it? It don't listen. If you are gonna make running the ball your thing, and then you up there get handled. Listen, Texas had five sacks, five, and I watched the game. All of them wasn't him dancing around in the pocket. He ain't really have a lot of time either. They that they got whooped up front, and then in the fourth quarter they just got thrown. No, uh, but, Mac Jones is me. Who was the other dude they had? Uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the black dude who played quarterback? Not Jalen Hurts. The other one who was really the one that wasn't that great. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, and I will say I think the two is a good quarterback. His health is the major concern for me. 
and we'll get to Jalen Hurts. We're going to have a discussion about quarterbacks in general, I hope, it, uh, at, a, at a little bit later time. But, yeah, Bama lost. Texas wins. Luckily Texas for Bama. 10, though. So I, I, I'm interested to see where Bama is now in rankings because I think they – I mean, you could drop them out of the top 25. They're going to have Milrow play quarterback. Well, I'm not going to say that, but – Definitely out of the top ten. They'll never drop Nick. You got to find never, a quarterback. They'll never drop Bama out of the top twenty-five because it's Bama. Hey, you got. They need a quarterback. But I will one. say, I will say on um, Trey Lance. Trey Lance is available from what I heard. <laughs> for for college. <laughs> yeah, it's the same to Bama. He ain't playing nowhere else. So Georgia beat Ball State. We're gonna skip past that. Michigan, UNLV, cool. Ohio State. Bro, Marvin Harrison Jr. is really, really good. World Ohio game. State is not. <laughs> Ohio State is another right team now. that don't Arizona. have any. Your answer better be Tank and get Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. and then just sell all your other first-round picks and get somebody to, to, to buy Kyler. Let me tell y'all something. He did this in the first quarter. Four catches. He did it so 122 yards, 30.5 yard average, and two touchdowns. I want y'all to remember that they won the game 35 to 7. That means they only scored 21 other points outside of him. He's it. I'm I'm not I'm not really fascinated by the majority of this Ohio State team, but Marvin Harrison Jr. is him. Him with the him, yeah. they, whatever you him him they whatever you whatever pronoun you want to give him. Murder. Now what I will say about Marvin Harrison Jr. that I've seen I ain't gonna say it's a knock on him. All of a lot of his stuff against big teams come against and even his touchdowns here come with off schedule plays. So it's not like he's like killing you at the top of the route. It's more like he ran a post quarterback, CJ Stroud extended the play. He turns back around, sees it, says throw it over here, makes a catch on the sideline. The catches that he makes are good. I'm just saying, I you know, but he's still wide receiver number I agree one with you. by far. Like, I agree with that, but that's also situational awareness. If you're if you're a quarterback, that's the guy that you want to be able to – I mean, what what did uh, Mahomes say? Hell, just throw it down there. Tyreek somewhere down there. <laughs> Tyreek somewhere. Tyreek is somewhere. Uh, uh, so, of course, USCB Stanford, I told you that wasn't going to be no game. You thought it was going to be a game. Uh, Penn State, 63-7. Blase, blase. Well, they not, I didn't expect them to send uh, Stanford's quarterback to the tent in the first, on the first or second drive. Yeah, they, yeah they you knock out their quarterback. That's going to be a game changer. Um, your boy, what? Barry Alexander, is legit. I am very, very interested in seeing the September 30th showdown between USC and Colorado. I want to see. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me a lot of things. They believe that Caleb Williams and Shadur Sanders are in the same category. I am in the strong disbelief on that. Uh, I'm interested to see them play on the same field at the same time. And matter of fact, can we go to Colorado and uh, – well, hold on. So this now? is this is a, a sleeper team that I like. Washington, everybody they got all these old dudes on the team. A lot of old dudes, a lot of 24 23s, 24s. And then before we move on, uh, Notre Dame and of course uh, North Carolina State. 
Utah beat Baylor even with their backup. Oregon, I told y'all, I called this game. I said, look, Oregon going to try to outscore Texas Tech. They better play some defense. And they barely, they had to score 20 points in the second, in the fourth quarter to win the game. Because <laughs> they were about to so lose. So for, for me, that Oregon game, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. They played awful for the majority of that game. You have to beat Texas Tech if you're who they believe you to be. But scoring 20 points when you absolutely need it, it says a lot. They closed that game out uh, yeah. how they were supposed to with the pick six. And I honestly think that that, that game, while it was very bad, does them more good than bad. I think that that's probably going to be it's a growth game. I agree. It's a growth game. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be their their uh, wake-up game. And once again, that's another game on Colorado's schedule that I think could be a very, very big problem for them in the future. Uh, and then we'll get to Colorado real after this. I just wanted to point out the struggle win. We ain't got to deep dive into it or nothing. Austin P. <laughs> and Tennessee. Until the last drive of the second half, it was 6-6. Six to six. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Call on me. Call on me. Call Go on ahead. Me. Go ahead. Who told y'all not to believe in Tennessee? I did. I told y'all it's trick bag. Do not believe in Knoxville. Don't believe in Rocky Top. Everybody's <laughs> like, no, no, Norwood. This is their year. Well, hell. They pay Austin P and look like look like they was they were struggling for the majority of this game. And and I tried to tell y'all, y'all know when I'm wrong, I'm going to come on here and say I was wrong. And when I was right, I'm going to tell y'all that I was right. And y'all do not believe in Tennessee. They are not who they think you think they are. Dang. Not Tennessee. Uh, And then finally, man, we finally here. So Colorado in a game that we knew they were going to win. We, I, I don't think anybody picked. I think Colorado was the favorite before the they season started the in this game. I, I, I think this. I think the line was almost even at before the season started, and then of course once they beat TCU, they were the favorite. It was an interesting one eighty that they've had within one week against TCU. They were supposed to get blown out. They were supposed to get beat, according to everybody in the summer, right? They're supposed to get beat. They had the, the, the worst roster in football. They had uh, Dion flip the roster. They, they said all those things. And it seems to be working out. Um, what I like about this is Dion is King Petty. And he what makes Dion Dion is that he embraces everything. Whatever it is, you want to be... Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna preach right there with you. You want me to be straight from uh Florida, North Florida? I'm right there with you. I had a Jerry Curl in 88. What you talking about? You know what I mean? If you want, if you want to get petty, you want to talk in the media, you want to call me out, you want to do these things, don't act like you know you want to back down when I call you on your petty. And that seems to have been passed up from father to son. Shut in. What do I mean by that? Shador Sanders uh, was out there warming up. And, you know, he's got the Beats. He's got the Beats NIL. He's got the Rolex NIL. He's got the Mercedes NIL. And he's got the Tom Brady NIL. So he's out there just full NIL'd out warming up. And Nebraska players decide to come talk some noise to him. And this is Rick Ross. Hold on. 
hands and broke on the ball and and uh, and made a play. So good, so good. I loved it when you get set up and all you do now is just. That is not what we wanted well, to what hear. Rick, yeah, what Rick Ross <laughs> is basically saying is this is the new celebration when people start talking to you crazy, you just show them what's on your wrist. Uh, very similar to the same thing that Shadur Sanders did. That is a beautiful. It looks like a Tiffany Rolex. Uh, I'll probably never be able to afford one of those because I have a regular job and inflation is real. Um, but outside of that, I, I do. I'm I'm conflicted about. Uh. Like it because you had no business walking over there. Look at the coach. The coach don't give here. him dap and everything. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Don't come talk. Nah, 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 nah. I like it. Don't come yeah. talk to me. Don't come talk to me, bro. You don't get to you. What? This is something that you will learn. Uh, for all my married folks, y'all know this saying from all my husbands out there. You can't control how I react. You're right. I can't control how you react. You came over there with the energy to Shador. Shador over there chilling with the music on. Mind not doing business. nothing. Minding yeah. his business. Once, you came to talk started, to me. And, and I'm a red button pusher. I try to do a little bit better. But yeah, don't. if I leave you alone, I would suggest that you leave me alone. Because when I turn this thing up, I'm going to turn it over. Because um, you're going to do what? What, what, what the bodyguard it. say? He got an F around and find out shirt. Colorado was about business today. F around, find out. Shador with the watch. Listen, Dion said in the pregame, this is personal. Now, I will say, I ain't going to say that. I ain't going to hate. I ain't going to hate. It's going to be hate. I'm going to hate. Whatever. I'm going to do it. Dion be recycling them pregame speeches now. He be recycling them. It be it be, it be, it be there. <laughs> but it worked, though. Uh, so, Dion. I want to put this game into context, man. Nebraska's not a very good team. Nebraska is not going to have, is not expected to have, you know, a very good season. Colorado beat them, sure. And I want to be clear about this. Shadur looked very regular in the first half. And if not for the terrible quarterback play of Nebraska, I think Nebraska could have and should have beat them, to be completely honest. I don't the thing believe that. I, that. I, I don't believe that. I, I think Nebraska would have been closer. I don't think they would have beat them. I, I think that it's going to be very interesting because one thing, there are two things about Shadur. I think when given time, he can be dangerously accurate. His accuracy is on point. But what I do notice is he does not like a pass rush. And it, I think that the, and I think that as these the teams that he plays get better and better, he is going to have more and more issues with the pass rush. By the time that he sees Barry Alexander Thanks, at U USC, it's going to be a very, very scary time. Because the kids from Nebraska, that D-line, I don't think that they have a very good defense. But they look very good in the pass rush. I Nebraska think does. That is actually supposed to be their, that was supposed to be one of their good guys on defense is their D-line and their secondary. Their linebackers is where middle of the field is where they got attacked. Shador, you're right, does not like a pass rush. I don't know any quarterback that does. Um Look at they showing Garrett Wilson not going to block 47. Uh, and now they're down 13-3. Shador has thrown for over 900 yards in two games. I told y'all, I remember us talking about it. I don't know if I told y'all. I said this is the best two games that they could start out with as Colorado. I was like, I Dion, 
Dion was very, very, as much as you think he talks about, you know, God told me to go, which I believe. I believe God told him he talked to God and all of that. But I don't, I, I think you calculated. I don't think if, if Colorado were going to start out with USC, Oregon, and then have to go play like a non-conference game against Alabama, or not even Alabama, we'll say Texas, I don't know if he takes that job. Because you, you start out 0-3 at that point to me, no matter what. No matter what team you put on the field against those three, you you start out zero and three. So he's very calculated in this game, and Shador is very accurate. Shador, his arm strength, he's starting to. No sound for me. Oh no! I mean, no, that's right. Yeah, that's sound. It should be sound. Uh, but yes, it. Please, Twitch people, if y'all can't hear us, please put messages in the chat here. Uh, we'll try to get that updated and get that taken care of for you. I'm interested in seeing as the competition continues to ramp up. I, I'm, I'm hopeful that he will continue to meet and exceed the uh, the uh, 900 yards uh, in a in a, in a Pac-12 yes. with no defense is. I mean, it's the best he could have done, man. And I will say, dude. He got some receivers out there. Xavier Weaver out there, uh, three, 298 yards oh, receiving, 300 yards in two games. Uh, and he's just one of four. They've got legit four receivers that are really, really, really good. And I want to say Travis Hunter, he only, I think he had three receptions, but he had 72, 73 yards. That, <laughs> that's cooking. That is cooking with gas every time. He only had three receptions, oh. but look at this, though. Did y'all see yeah, this he move? Ooh. He I... Here you go, right here. I'm gonna keep it going. Keep going. Travis Hunter just did a, a simple comeback, a simple comeback, and then both of y'all get out of the way. I'm gonna get out there. I'm gonna juke you too. You see, you see the first two that he juke. You right? cannot touch me. Ain't nothing over there. Why are you trying to tackle your man? You did. But keep going. He you know juked how bad two more. That looks on tape. You Watch this. You will see another dude flat. Uh, going to rewind and say, son, why did you tackle your teammate instead of the man with the ball? One, two. But his, then look at this. Look at this. He's number three right there. Took him out. <laughs> like, he took everybody out, dog. I don't know if he could be a wide receiver one in the NFL, but I do think he could play offense. No, he wouldn't. He 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 He's a champ, Bailey. He's a champ, Bailey. Exactly. He's a, he's a now DB wise. He I now we will oh, say he, they ain't do CB1. nothing. CB one, CB one, They ain't do nothing, and and I will say that Nebraska had apparently uh, Eric Gilbert was going to start until he got in trouble. Uh, so they they kind of discombobulated on offense. He made them embrace. Hey, hug, hug, hug it out. Uh, but also, <laughs> I will say that I got a chance to watch him be a little physical this game. Nebraska players tried to go at him. I saw him in the tight end get into a little tussle. Dog, they body slammed him. They body slammed him in the first. Like, they came. He was standing there. They came from behind him, grabbed him by the chest, and flipped him. And I was like, nobody's going to call that. And and cornerbacks notoriously not the guys who want to be the most physical. Deion Sanders himself asking, saying, I don't really do too much tackling. Travis Hunter I know that you know he has the D on his chest for dog, but I'm I'm becoming more and more a believer every week. Yeah, he he to his credit, he didn't let him phase him. He didn't let it phase no. him. I, I 
And now, if you get physical with corners, they don't they don't they're like receivers in that in that manner. Keep your hands off me. Don't you touch me. But you and better not like let him that. pick the ball off because if he scores, he's gonna let you know. And you're gonna be all over oh, yeah. the internet because he is he's replaced Caleb Williams. Like he is the athlete in college football right now. He is it. Um Oh no, and, he ain't replaced Caleb Williams. We we not we, we, that no, no, Caleb Williams is I saw Caleb Williams throw a sidearm pass. This I'm not talking about best like, oh, player. I'm talking about most recognizable and popular athlete in the NCAA. Right now, it is Travis Hunter. Okay. Not close. Not close. Right right now. Uh, I like these graphics because they always seem to make the story better than what it is. Uh, they said, oh, my God, Dion in two games has eclipsed the win total and doubled the amount of wins that Colorado had last year. Yeah, you had one. You had one. You had to win yeah. two. You had to win two games. I mean, I get it. Um, but we about to see for real now because they play USC coming up. They play this UCLA. They play me, Oregon. They play um, Colorado I was State. Called, I was called the hater all weekend. I want to be very clear about what I think about Colorado, and I'm going to say this well in advance so it's not like I'm bandwagoning or I'm changing my position later. I think that Colorado pre-Dion was a bad organization, bad team. I think the Dion has these guys and they're now a mediocre team. I do not <laughs> think that they're a top 25 team. I don't think that they're a really good football team, but I do think that they have made a hell of a ways in becoming improving, but I want to put a realistic expectation. This team is, is not, I don't oh, think they about to see some great. losing now. They about to see some losing. <laughs> they about to see some losing now. <laughs> They gonna go I, to and the I've USC. seen they so many get... people. I've been called a hater because I don't think that Colorado was good. I said that I think that Shadur Sanders is probably a, a mediocre quarterback. I don't when I when I think of good quarterbacks, I think of Shadur Sanders. I think of Michael P- Penix. Those are the guys who I think are good quarterbacks. I can't in my in my you know logical brain put Shadur Sanders and Caleb Williams in the same category. Not even close. I don't know if there's another quarterback in the same category as Caleb Williams. They're gonna put Phoenix right there. He's old though, but he's I like him. No. And they go, you know who else they gonna throw in there? I I do think they should do and Drake May are closer than than objects appear, but they're also gonna put that boy in there from Michigan, uh McCarthy, because he's he's so far he's been pretty accurate. But I don't I don't think that he's in the Caleb Williams conversation either. Y'all see my face? I'm in the solo camera. I want y'all to see that right now. Hey, Michigan fans, don't put him in the same nothing. Nothing. Y'all I nothing. Nothing. He don't need to be in listen, I don't even know who's a JJ McCarthy. He is not in any of those. Uh he is not in any of those categories. I think he's probably not I think Shador is probably better than him. But I just want to make sure y'all see that. Uh <laughs> Sneaky said, "Does oh, I, Colorado I, I, beat Florida?" Um, maybe no, no. Um, I would actually like to see that. Florida and Colorado. I, 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 is Shadur a better prospect than Anthony Richardson? Hell no. Anthony Richardson was being held back by his sorry ass coach Billy Napier. Anthony Richardson looked like a. a one of he looked like a decent quarterback in the NFL for the Indianapolis Colts, and that is quite the achievement. Yeah. So we talked about Florida. I mean, not Florida. We're not talking about Florida. Uh, Oregon almost losing. Um, UNC 
almost lost as well against Appalachian State. And at this point, is it really an upset? Hell yeah. Is it really Absolutely. an upset if Appalachian State were to beat North Carolina? Appalachian State beats a Division One school, seem like, every year. Yeah, they they are the the giant killers. That's their thing. That's notoriously been what they uh, specialize in doing. They've done it so many times. You do, you do kind of grow numb to it, but still upset. North Carolina once again. I did ever believed in you guys. Never believed in you, and I'm not gonna start now. Today is no different. Hey, man, I told you I don't believe in Miami, and I didn't really believe in Texas A&M. I had to pick a team. Miami burned me the last two years picking them as a team to be back. And what do you know? Texas A&M goes and shits a brick. And so they lose to Miami 48-33, and it really wasn't ever really out of Miami's control. So uh, with Texas A&M losing, um, I don't know if Miami is back, but – how long do you continue to pay Jimbo Smith all this money? Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. Yes, yes, Jimbo Fisher to be regular degular. He has not ever been dominant, not once. And I think he gets paid $10 million a year. And as um, you can see on the screen, I put it in, in big, bold letters. Fire him. <laughs> Fire Jimbo. Uh... I think he's he's on the hot seat after this year. I I don't I don't them having to get rid of that entire class that they paid for in 2021. They got rid of like 70% of that recruiting class through people transferring, through kicked out of the organization, through whatever 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 losing that. That set them back so far that I don't know if Jimbo recovers. I think he's got one but more you year. You got to beat Miami. No, you don't. I don't because if Miami, if Miami like, turns like, out to like, be good, then you, you don't trust Miami. Don't. You don't, don't really believe in them at all. Uh, there's not too many teams I do believe in, but you, you, everybody. I didn't. I wasn't confident in picking that pick. I just didn't pick Miami. Personally, um, I will say for a conference that was going out of that's going out in the Pac-12 up until uh, Pac-12 need they need to. Take a moment and pause and reconsider. It's a shame when your conference plays the absolute best once it no longer exists. Once it was going out, they were until USC beat Stanford, they were undefeated. They were seventeen. And that and don't 0. really count because one team had to lose. Yeah, they were seventeen. You're still and 0. undefeated against non, uh, non Pac ten teams, Pac ten, Pac twelve, whatever mm-mm, it is. Mm-mm. Thanks well, to Auburn. Yeah. Auburn beat Cal. Thank goodness. Auburn beat oh, Cal. Right. Thank goodness, Auburn beat Cal. Speaking of, <laughs> and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers made a little bit. I was like, boy, we they could very well lose this. Oh, I I picked Auburn to I I picked Auburn to win because I'm really not gonna pick against the SEC, but I ain't expect for them to win. But as you Damn. can see, uh, Aaron Rodgers had to wear full regalia, uh, 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 Auburn <laughs> stuff because he bet CJ Uzoma that Cal would beat Auburn. Mind you, they played in Berkeley. Boy, he, he's had a rough couple of days, boy. Yeah, pay up <laughs> on the bat. Leg then fell off. Boy, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. So that was Aaron Rodgers. Um, one thing about this year, though, 
now that we've seen this, this is the first time since September 2017 when I want to say the Power Five was kind of instituted because Jameis Winston won in what, 2016? Or was it 13? 16? 13. One of them. One of them years. 16 was Bama. But since 2017, that each of the Power Five conferences are represented in the AP Top Five. You got Georgia at one, SEC, Michigan at two, Big Ten, Florida State at four, I want a uh, three. It may be three. Florida State may be number three. Florida State is number three. Florida State is number three. Florida State, y'all. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> number three. Uh, USC is number four. And Texas is number five. Or they'll be in the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the ranking. Wow. I don't Florida trust State Michigan. is number three. I don't trust Florida State. I'm going to tell you that now. Y'all heard it here first on the Splashcast. Always remember, like, follow, subscribe. We truly appreciate you rocking with us on this Monday night doing it raw. And, yeah, those two teams in the middle do not belong. Florida State Reese is number Hall three, y'all. Florida State. Wherever I, he wants to go. I thought I was going to see – I thought we were one coach away from Florida State being in the, a relative discussion at this point. Florida State is number three. Um, so you do have some parity, which is what they want in the in – the, Early in the in the season, you do have some parity. Will this last? I don't know. Um, but let's let's change our attention real quick before we get to the NFL. Florida has there. This is an nil issue that a lot of us were saying. People that follow music, people that follow deals that deal with the major with minorities and majorities. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, former, uh, he was second Chicago. I'm sorry, Dexter Lawrence, Gervon Dexter, uh, Chicago Bears second rounder has filed a lawsuit against Big League Events. Um, he accepted four hundred thousand dollars of NIL money while at Florida in exchange for fifteen percent of his pre-tax NFL earnings for twenty five years, which means they get based on the contract he signed. This is pre-tax. So they get 15% of the gross, then he gets taxed, then he gets whatever. That one is why you have to have representation. This is why you should have an agent in college. Two, big league advance is nasty. You're nasty, you're nasty, you're nasty, and I hope that by them being put out on front street that nobody else does any work or does anything with big league events. This is crazy. Well, this is Okay, so I do believe it's tricky though. They're giving a college kid $436,000. It's a half a million dollars. Probably before the season started. So, you're that's a big risk to give a college kid a half a million dollars and hope to see the the return on it. It is predatory because it is 15% for the next 25 years. That those are nasty terms. This is this is a, a this is the equivalent of a music 360 deal. Now I, it, it's tricky because I do understand that all of these half a million dollar deals true. don't hit. They gave they I'm sure they gave a lot of guys a half a million dollars and have no way to recoup. No way. You that's that's irrelevant to me. You could you you gave half a million dollars because you gave half a million dollars and this is this is loan shark mafia behavior. This is mafia behavior. 
you I give you four hundred thousand now, uh, and I you, I take fifteen percent of whatever you make in the NFL off your rookie contract. Damn, just anything. But look at that's loan shark. But, even if you even if you gave five hundred thousand to five people and two people go to the league, the fact that the terms are fifteen percent is egregious. That's 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 awful. On both you, Gervon Dexter, I don't know if you thought that you could. I don't know if the attorneys can get you out of this one, bro. This is this is bad. This is ugly. Yeah, but it's it's a bad deal. It is. But I also think about hey, it's a lot of people they probably gave a half a million dollars to, and just had to give and take that loss. That that you know, well, I don't management. give a shit about it. I don't Same give a shit about that. Investing. You you tried to that's the scammer only hit on one lick when they tried to hit ten licks. That's fine. You still took advantage of one person. That's still bad to me. That's scamming. I don't give a damn if you gave five hundred thousand. You tried to hit a lick ten times. I don't give a damn that you lost money for scamming. But who, to, who to the four other people, you gave a half a million dollars. Don't give a. You shouldn't That's... be scamming. You you. This is not you scamming. If you wasn't scamming and this was you were there for the person, and you really wanted to go this, this that. Then fine, cool. You scamming. You telling me that you saying I I, I hate that the scammer. Gave out five hundred thousand dollars trying to scam somebody four times, but it's then scam really, somebody I, for thirty million. I, I, Fuck out of here! That, I don't. Man, this is not no. a scam. It's predatory this is a, lending. This isn't a scam. You're telling. You gave a person a half a million dollar advance. Yeah. Okay. So it's not so a scam. What do you I say to the person who I want to make sure that you. I want to make you. I want to make sure that you understand. I want to make sure that you understand that. I want to make sure I understand that you're saying that this is not a scam. No, it's it's a it's not a scam. <laughs> it's predatory lending, but there okay. is you got to see the return on your investment. Like you sound like lender, your you sound like your your title. You sound like you work for them. <laughs> you do. As you a sound person, like it is I've worked dude. in lending before, so I understand both sides of it. I gotta take a half a million dollars out of my pocket and give it to a kid that's twenty one years old. No, you don't have to. Going, his you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. What? Well, well, that that's what this is. This is what that that were the terms of the deal. Hey, I'm gonna give you a half a million dollars at the beginning of the season. I gotta hope that your body holds up, and I gotta hope that you don't well, act like an idiot. A half a million dollars at the beginning of what season? Of. The, I'm sure they paid him before the. So that's an assumption. Started. No, 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 no. I, I I can't believe that you're actually kind of defend. Not in kind of you're defending. You're defending this 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 predatory behavior. Well, I, I mean, I, I I same I, thing with student loans. It's the same thing as student loans. You have a problem with student loans, don't you? If the student loan people get a. <laughs> A scam is a scam. What I'm saying is this is clearly mm -hmm. the scam that everybody is okay with. I'm giving you a ton of money to a person who is unemployed and is high risk. Cool. Cool. Like Dion said, man, these NIL deals means you're supposed to be representing something. Like, what are, what are you? Look at Zach Wilson. He's run backwards 40 yards. Throw the ball away. <laughs> That's the reason they hate him. They st oh, my God. <laughs> Play that circus music. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, man. you again, son. You're a fired ass. <laughs> this is bad. Let's get to the uh, let's get to the uh, to the NFL. Let's get to the NFL. 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 Rookies. 
This may go down as one of the best rookie classes in a long time. Jordan Addison, four catches, six. And y'all did lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. And it's bad that you had Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson, uh, Jefferson play that good and y'all still lose. That's tragic. Will Anderson, and the defensive end. Cousins himself. Will Anderson, the defensive end that really nobody has really talked about at all since he's been drafted. He was drafted number three, and nobody talked about him. I Not did, because I, I saw him in preseason. I was like, when he did the block tackle, I was like, oh, hmm. no, nah, he's a monster. Six he's tackles, six pressures, guys. and one sack against Lamar Jackson. This is against a mobile quarterback. Norwood paid a loan. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, Josh. I can't believe it, but whatever we all need to repeat. Jalen Carter had a pressure and a tackle for loss in his first two snap first first two snaps against uh uh the New England Patriots. He looks they, Fletcher Cox is the rotational piece. They play Jalen Carter a lot. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you, we got to see how this plays out. I think that Bijan played well enough. But I, and once again, I apologize for the way that I acted I acted on draft day. Uh, I, I will always, I, I don't think I'll be sorry for what I did, but I will <laughs> apologize. I ha- I have, like, I feel like Jalen Carter is, is my Luka Doncic. And I just see it, and I think I just got to follow it for the next 10 years. And I hope that we made the right pick. That's the only thing that I can say. Well, I will say I was at the game. Um, well, let me get – hold on. Christian Gonzalez had one pass breakup, one sack, and seven tackles against the Eagles. Uh, Roshan Johnson had 11 touches for 51, 55 yards and a touchdown because they shut DJ Moore down. Told you about them Packers. That's who we bet on. I told you about them. Uh, I don't even know who this person is. Puka Nakua, 10 catches, 119 yeah, yards. And apparently he's a monster. He was carving up the Seahawks. Luca Van Ness, one sack, two tackles, and Bijan, sixteen touches, eighty-three yards, and a touchdown. Um, out of these, this group, I'll say all of them are good. Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, that I saw, yeah, Josh, Zay I'm, Flowers, I, I'm and Bijan Robinson. I'm not gonna let him get past Zay Flowers because I didn't skip Zay. Very... I said eleven touches, eighty-seven yards, didn't I? No, you missed it. My but bad, doors, my bad, my bad, uh, my bad. The thing I, that I want to say about Zay Flowers is I told y'all going into this season that I did not trust the Ravens' offense. Let me be very clear. I still don't. The offense looks exactly like it has in every other season. I also said I don't know about OBJ as my wide receiver one. He had a very regular pedestrian game. Zay Flowers did impress me 100%. I, I, I said that he's going to have to be the breakout guy because I, I just don't know what the deal is with OBJ. I'm not sure if he's going to be ready. And Zay Flowers impressed. Congratulations. I'm not, I, I had questions about him. If if I question you when you do well, I'm going to say, hey, you did well. He impressed me. Mm, sometimes you will. But, yeah, Zay Flowers look good. I, I – Lamar – Man, ain't no more excuses. But I will say the Texans defense, Demarco Ryan, Demico Ryan's got them playing tough. That defense. As much is as nasty. I hate that organization, and I know they still got whooped. They didn't look whooped. They look like a, a football team that's getting it together. It's unfortunate you had to start against Lamar, 
Um, that as now yeah, really Lamar in check. He's my start. starting quarterback. They had him in check. But but D'Amico may be onto something in that. I mean, in um, in Houston, especially when they get Matchy back. Yeah. Uh, and B. Yeah, John, I didn't know he wasn't playing. Talk about the Falcons now, or yeah, yeah. yeah so nice. I I do understand a little bit more of why we picked Bijan after watching this game. Um, Desmond Ritter did not play very good. He did not play very good to me. (laughs) He looked regular as hell, to be honest. And I I, kind of understand why you pick another running back to try to take up more carries because you're probably going to have to win games mostly through the running game. I do think that Arthur Smith was a little too Bijan centric for me. I, I, from what I saw in Game One, I would swap RB one and RB two. I think that Tyler Algier looked like the better running back, starting running back, and I would change a pace with Bijan. I would let Tyler Algier take the lion's share of carries and just beat up defenses, and then I would try to have Bijan run by defenses once they're tired. That would be my game plan. So the thing about, so I I had the privilege of going to the game. Um, first off, Bijan, yeah, Bijan looks like he's a step fa- looks like he's a step faster than everybody on the field, and it's not his overall speed. I think it's a different. It's almost like a different version. Hear me, what I'm saying? Yes, it's the number. It's a different version, like Michael Vick. When Michael Vick came into the league. He, his top end speed and acceleration was something that we hadn't seen before. Not at the as quarterback a, position. There's another gear that the majority of guys in the NFL just he didn't have to He didn't have to build up to it. Same thing with Bijan that I saw. When he, especially on that touchdown catch, when he catches the ball and he sticks his foot in the ground, he gets five yards immediately just because he's faster than everybody else. He eliminates angles. I agree that Algier should be RB1. I like how Arthur Smith is trying to do this offense. So Arthur Smith is a zone blocking, run the ball disciple when it comes to offense. How that has evolved is when you are a zone blocking, run the ball pro style offense person, you try to be able to beat teams without changing your formation. He ran two tight ends, two wide receivers, and a running back the majority of the game. Keith Smith, our fullback, really didn't get any burn at all. And Goal line only almost. Yeah. And what he does is, and he, I saw what he was doing in the second quarter, because I was with you the first quarter. I was like, man, Desmond Ridd is 3-3 three three for minus 11 yards. That was his stat line. Yes, minus, negative. Less than zero in the first quarter. And they kept giving the ball to Bijan. I was like, y'all, y'all got to get the ball to Tyler Algier. And, but I will say. And when you gave it to him, Tyler took off. I will say that they figured out that we can't run side to side against Carolina. Brian Burns is, y'all better pay that man, Carolina. Y'all better pay Brian Burns yeah. today. Today, y'all should have, y'all well, we should have the contract well, on the we, plane. I'd be more than happy to have We got 15 million we ready to spend tonight. Because he had sack, sack, force fumble on the first drive. Not the first quarter. Mind you, wait, 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 wait. Mind you, no camp. No camp. He's been at home. He has not been participating in anything. 
And he wasn't, he was a game time decision. And in hindsight, he might be the only reason that they even kept it close. Because he came in in the first half and destroyed everything on site. And every lineman. He didn't just line up against, you know, the right tackle. He went right tackle, left tackle, over the center, over the guard. I was like, dog, he's everywhere. So if there was an ass to be whooped, he was <laughs> whooping it. And I and and I will because I went back today and I watched the press conference after the game. And number one, Arthur Smith gave a lot of credit to Burns. He said that dude's a hell of a football player. Those defensive linemen and a couple of their linebackers are really good football players, good football players and smart football players. But one thing that he did say, he said, we came out in the second half. I'm not going to let a person beat me the whole game. And I respect that. That's when that's when I was talking about. I really like Arthur Smith. He made the the correct adjustments, and that's what the NFL is about. All of these guys are pretty good, but it's about once you have information, can I process the information? Can I make an adjustment? And where can I find my advantage? And Arthur Smith surely did that in the second half, and, and, and I that, appreciate it. Uh, and that advantage was run the ball straight up the middle of the field. If Derrick Brown yeah. was in the is in the three gap, we ran to the one gap. If he was in the zero, we ran yeah. to the two. We just ran between zero to three gap the whole game, the whole second half. Uh, and it actually opened up some – he finally – Desmond Ritter is scary. That's my last point. He is scary. He is – is a reason he don't throw interceptions because he is not going to take – he is not going – another interception by Josh Allen. He is not going to take that – that – that – uh that risk. He missed John New Smith open a couple times and he finally in the fourth quarter, he just threw it up to Kyle Pitts Chuck and Kyle it. Pitts made a catch. Um, I, I ain't never seen Kyle Pitts <laughs> as a wide receiver. <laughs> he just got him moved him out of the way with his head. He said, ah, get out of here, bro. And he just scooted him on out of the way and said, oh, I got this. And I, and it was, it was a stellar catch. Desmond, hey, you're going to have to find your cojones. Because you're not going you, – there's yeah. no way that wide receivers – and I only really call Pitts a wide receiver. That's what he is. They're not going to keep blocking and running down the field and not getting targeted. You're going to get cussed out. I work too hard in the offseason. I'm trying to get paid. You can't just keep checking down. Now, checking down did have you like 15 to 18, 100 and something yards, and we played safe. But Drake London can only get one, can't get just one target. That can't happen. No, you got to get receivers. Receivers are like shooters in basketball. You got to get guys in a rhythm because the first catch is just a catch that I'm used to. Like, I got a ball. It's when you get used to, oh, I got the ball. Boom. Now I can put my move on somebody. So you got to get them in a rhythm. And it's the Falcons. We haven't been the most successful with turnovers. Shout out to Jesse Bates. Two interceptions and a, and a fumble cause and ten tackles. He he did the heavy lifting. I I, I can't assume that he's going to do that every game. If he does, and he'll be a Pro Bowler, All Pro, whatever it is. But we got we got to be able to put some pressure on on the secondary. And Arthur Smith, I think he understood that he did a pretty good job of trying to protect Desmond Ritter. But we all saw it. We ain't stupid. And you can also see the stadium. You were there, but I could see it on the on on the tape. The stadium was rocking early. Man, they had a lot of hope. They had a Jeezy then, concert in the before the second quarter, and it just went crazy from there. 
And then after a while, you could see the air go out of the entire stadium. We can't afford that, man. We, you can't, you, Arthur Smith, you did the right thing to protect your quarterback, but we ain't dumb either. Jesse Bates, I will say Jesse Bates seems to be worth World the money beater. so far. So far. Um, Terry Fontenot, congratulations. Thank yeah, you. You, you hit job. on that one. You hit on that one. Our D-line played really well in the second quarter. I mean, second half. First half, I'm going I'm to test all that to jitters because we was getting dominated. Um, second half, I'm, I'm going to say that we settled in because we look now, like a different team. I will team. say that Arthur Smith talked about that in the press conference too. He basically said that we – because we did get beat on that running back screen, and they almost got the first down. And after that, I think he kind of backed the pass rush off a little bit just so that we could play a little bit more conservative so we didn't get beat on big plays. So I think that that was some of the scheme. I think that he was playing very bend, don't break um, with them, which is smart. You got a rookie quarterback who probably is going to make a mistake. You had Jesse Bates there to capitalize on the mistakes. So you – didn't have to rush him and we were running the ball consistently enough that I think that he knew that we would be able to get the job done. We won 24 to 10. I feel like we won this game 17 to 14. Is eh. that fair? No. Uh I feel like we we dominated them in the second in the second half. Uh I think Bryce Young's interception in the second half was due to our defensive line. I will say on offense, and I'll, I'll leave it with this because we got to move on to the rest of the league. Um, I am interested. I I am truly thinking that they're going to put Cordero Patterson more at a wide receiver H-back role versus a running back role. I think Bijan and Algier got that sewed up. However they want to do it, whoever's RB1, RB2, because they're going to play. And Mac Hollins is a he he made a couple great catches not great really good catches indicative of a number two receiver and he was blocking his ass off too i'm interested I, to see how cordero again, plays another I'm interested to see how that how that plays fantastic value pickup blocking then we needed that catch he made that catch the ball it wasn't a great toss he made it happen i am very if he continues to play that good for the season i'm very happy with that pickup now I do think that we could still look at Jarvis Landry. Somebody. <laughs> Somebody. I, 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 there, I, I'm not going to sit here and be and have enough hubris to say that I don't think that Jarvis could play, could get some, some burn. But also, I mean, you're going to take the three, you're going to take one of the three targets away from Kyle Pitts. That's my thing about, that's my thing about uh, Cordero is I don't, what are you going to do? He's going to take – that passing game is scary to me. I, I don't have no other way to say it, Reggie, but I did not leave the game feeling confident about our passing game at all. Well, Cordero would take Jonu Smith's spot. Jonu Smith was playing as the second tight end that whole game. Cordero would come in and Jonu Smith wouldn't play as many. That's who comes in. But I don't we'll see. That. I don't hate that. We'll see. You're Moving right. on, man. That's a spot where I don't mind him playing. Hey, I thought the Bengals were going to beat Cleveland until somebody pointed out, a Cleveland fan pointed out, you know, Joe Burrow plays horrible in Cleveland, and he does. Uh, he does not only did they get... And he had no camp, because remember, he had the calf issue. I forgot about that. That's not... 
And not only did they get dominated, they got dominated wild crazy. Uh, 24-3, Garrett, Miles Garrett, was out there doing hitting hezzy crossovers against the Bengals. Mind you, he loves the, uh, uh, look at that. Hey, hey, and then I'm hit you with the crossover, and then I'm going to get there and get the sack. The fact that he did the crossover and I did and then got the sack is wild. Look at that. Look at that's wild crazy. It's wild disrespect. It's not. It's the same thing we talked about when the receiver started doing this. I forgot the receiver who did this. Stephon Diggs. Um, but yeah, Stephon Diggs. Diggs. Where you just basically using like a crossover to disorient a player. It's the same thing. You faking him, and you know, as a lineman, you're trying to get to him. You're trying to to cut down the distance, get hands on him, and block him. And as soon as he give you that head fake, he's so fast, you're beat. It's beautiful. It. This is elite Ugly. execution. Ugly. Now I will say Joe became the highest paid quarterback in history. Uh highest paid player in history. Uh 275 million in guaranteed, 219 guaranteed. 275 million total, 219 guaranteed uh to come out there and get beat 24 to 3. Um Deshaun game 1. Deshaun looked okay. I mean, he didn't look he looked worth two thirty five, but I mean he looked okay, and they won twenty four to three, which is really all they're paying for him to do is not lose the game. I think every quarterback Cleveland has had has lost them games, and they're paying him to not lose them games. Yeah, the issue is it's like the fifty six million dollar cap hit you have next year. Yeah, that is, is where it's gonna get tricky. You, you can't. I can't pay you this much to not lose games. Yes, that you puts can. you in the Dak. That puts you in the Dak Prescott category. Speaking of Dakota, <laughs> great segue. Hey, uh, uh, Detroit. I mean, not Detroit. I'm sorry. I got y'all confused. But 40 to nothing, New York Giants? Lord. I, no. I don't I even have words. I watched a new Undisputed today. Mike Irvin had me in tears. He said, we delivered a 40 burger and then gave him a double nut for dessert. And I said, you know what? That's a bar. That's a hell of a bar, Mike Irvin. Uh, New York Giants, I never believed in you. I told you that Danny Dimes was a scam. I told y'all y'all shouldn't have paid him. It looks like you should not have paid him considering he got you no points. And his job is to get points. None. First off, I'm not uh, time Zero. out. Stop right there. Stop right there. I'm not gonna let you do that to Danny Dimes. He was sacked seven times. Seven. And he Michael Vick. He's supposed to be fast. That's what they told me last year. And Dakota Rain was 13 to 24 for 143. <laughs> he ain't do nothing neither. Big mid. <laughs> but Big mid. This is when I knew the game was over. Right here. When they blocked this, I was like, ooh, woo. The Cowboys blocked the field goal, ran it back for a touchdown. I said, that'll never happen. That's like recovering an onside kick for a touchdown. That'll never happen. I was, and then and they looked like that. I was like, oh, Lord. And then Danny Dimes right here. That's not his fault. That that That's just when Saquon got hit and the ball popped up in the air for a pick six. That's not Danny Dimes' fault. I mean, like, what you going to do? You can, call Pat, you can call Pat Mahomes and talk to him about that. <laughs> Uh, uh, and then look at there. That's just piss poor defense, dog. Look at that. 
26-0 at halftime. It was 26-0 at halftime. And then in the third quarter, they get the ball come out and make it 33-0. <laughs> mm. And we're not Ain't done. No. <laughs> they scored again. You know this sets up for the this going to set up for somebody to believe in Dan Quinn. He's going to get it. He, he is going to be a head coach. If the, if the Cowboys defense plays as good, there's no way he's not a head coach next year. And we Gotta all be. know how that ends. Now, I will say, I didn't realize the Cowboys were as deep on defense as they are. They, I mean, yeah. there was, they that didn't call Dexter Lawrence. That pickup of Gilmore has made it. And I think, you know, Diggs is high risk, high reward. I think that gives him the ability to be more high risk, high reward, because you know you have a booking corner on the other side who's locked down. So it's not like before. But he was the one that made the hit on Saquon, though. Like, he played physical that game, which caught me off guard. That caught me off guard by a lot. Um, Dang, I don't have the – I don't have the joint where uh, uh, Sam Howell got DDT'd into the ground or whatever. Uh, uh, anyway, next spin around. I mean, but I will say, in a battle of what I think is who gets Caleb Williams, hell no, Reggie. Huh? A battle. The Washington Commanders have put out the best team that they can put out, and the Cardinals are actively tanking with a JV team. You didn't hear what I said. You didn't hear what I said. I said, this is a battle of teams fighting for Caleb Williams. No, nah, the commanders don't believe that. Hell no, the commanders. They better not believe that. But they look like it. And I, hey, hey, K, K, that's the reason Caleb Williams tell y'all he might go back to USC for another year. I'm not going to play for them. Change your logo, change your team. That's, that's the only way. If I'm, I'm Caleb not, Williams, first off, if I'm Caleb, this game was awful. But if, first off, the commanders did win. I'm happy Eric Bianami got the win. Um, barely. Barely. If I'm Caleb Williams, I want, I'm not going back to school. But two, if if I go to Washington, if I had to choose between these two, and I I believe these two will be amongst the worst in the league, I'm going to Washington. You got the enemy. You got a better defense. You got more. You got a running game. You got more help. Going to the Cardinals is awful. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. No, I would if if I'm telling you right now, if my options would go to the Cardinals, and I saw that coach give that pep talk, and everybody looked like, "Bro, this ain't do it for me." I there is nothing in the Cardinals organization would would tell me not to go back to USC, not a chance. And if I went back again and they were still bad, I would still not play for them. I would go full Eli. Cardinals organization is in is in turmoil in hell, and I would have nothing to do with it. The Commanders, I also just don't trust. Sam Howell is not a good quarterback. He is he's not even a trick bag because I don't believe in him and I don't think that anybody should. And the fact that they struggled this this mightily against a team that is actively trying to tank. You know how bad you gotta be to struggle with a team that's trying to let you in? I don't think anybody's arguing with you that that the Washington Commanders aren't good. I'm just saying that this is a battle for Caleb Williams. And if I was Caleb Williams and I had to choose between these two, which are gonna be two of the worst teams in the league. I am not going to Arizona. I, I am I'll not be going back to in LA. I'll be right um, back in LA. We talked about Baltimore and and, and this Houston. was a better game than it, than the score put. It went off the rails in the fourth quarter. It was it was a good game. Houston, if they can just get some offense, Lord, they gonna be good. 
Hey, if they could get, hey, when, bet you still out when he gets his chance. I this is, think. I, I think that I think that Houston could very well, as much as I hate their organization, I think that they could be something, man. I, I like that team. Trick a Baggington. Uh, Anthony Richardson didn't look that bad. He did have a, a pick at the end of the game that by by a Georgia player, reminiscent, um, that ended up sealing the game for Jacksonville. Um, you see the Falcons hat on my head, right? You know why I'm kind of upset at this? Because Calvin Ridley had eight catches for 107 yards and a touchdown and looked like Yo, legit, legit – wide receiver one on that team and it ain't even close calvin ridley is nasty um i mean i mean unfortunately with desmond we just had another guy not getting targets so i guess congratulations but i'll go back go back go back i really enjoy watching this colts jaguars game too anthony richardson looks like the real deal like i told y'all i legitimately think that he escapes billy napier yes i don't know about real i watched that i i had to watch the game because i knew that that his season is going to follow me. He was pretty accurate for the majority of the game. Um, he he tried to win. Like, they did some bad coaching towards the end of the game, going for it on fourth down instead of kicking the ball, and then, like, either trying to get a, a turnover on downs or uh, onside kick. That was more coaching than anything. Well, he, the Col- And he did this with no Jonathan Taylor. Like, Anthony Richardson... He gave the Colts everything that you could have asked for. I think of the guys who I saw play, C.J. Stroud, um, Bryce, and him. So far, so good. But, I mean, I think all of them had, you know, their opportunities for improvement. But he he didn't look like he didn't belong. Yeah, I didn't. I would say he didn't look like he was overwhelmed. He didn't look like he was overwhelmed at all. Um, I don't know if that's... And uh, he looked like he was trying to win them a game. Like, a lot of quarterbacks, like, even like Dez didn't look like... He looked like he was playing within the game. Richardson was like, hey, I'm going to do my damnness to try to win us a game. I don't know if this is a big up to Richardson or more of a doubt to Jacksonville. Because Jacksonville is supposed to win their division, which they probably will. And they're supposed to surprise somebody in the playoffs as the number four seed. I got him as the number four seed. No. I, I don't know, man. But there's one team. You should be struggling against a team in turmoil. Brock Purdy looks like QB1 on this team. Uh, oh, that sure. that offense looks totally different than when Trey Lance was in there, Sam Darnold was in there. That offense looked really Pretty decent. Now, I will say the Steelers, I, I don't know what happened to y'all defense, Steelers. I don't know what happened over there. but They got punched in the face. The 49ers punched everybody in the face who, who would willingly offer their face to be punched. <laughs> uh, Brock Purdy has made it where you can't even question John Lynch. It looks like 100% the right thing to do to just cut bait with Trey Lance. And uh, I have been on I have been on record saying that I don't believe that Brock Purdy is the future of the 49ers. Well, look, yesterday he made me look like a fool. And um so this collection of of infinity stones he has definitely makes his job a lot easier. Brock Purdy just seems like 
he understood, for lack of better terms, understood the assignment. Just don't lose the game. You can make the throws and you can hit the wide open person and hand the ball off when you're supposed to. Don't lose the game because John Lynch is going to surround himself or surround you with a winning team. And you, I didn't think about this until I looked at this graphic that we're about to talk about. John Lynch has drafted so well over the last five years that he fucked, excuse me, he messed up with Trey Lance. And it's just like, huh? <laughs> eh. You well, up. he also got some good trades in there too. He got Trent, and you got McCaffrey. Though that's two magical moves. But that's, let's that's let's Alex look at this though. Level. You got the highest paid tight end in the NFL, who's probably the number two or three tight end in the league right now, George Kittle. Highest paid fullback, and fullback for use check is just a name on a piece of paper. That's just a position. He plays tight end, running back, fullback, wide receiver, long snapper, special teams, yeah. gunner. He does everything. You have the highest paid running back, Christian McCaffrey. He's on my fantasy team. He had 160 yards and a touchdown. You have Eric Armstead, Hargrave, and uh, the defensive line at fifth and high, sixth highest paid. They look like they're unstoppable. Bosa. Oh, do, do not forget about Fred Warner. I was, going down to, I was going down the column. Oh. <laughs> I was going Wait, down. My bad. I got, it. Uh, <laughs> I, I got excited about, about Warner. Man. I like so, uh, they just signed Bosa, who's $122 million, the highest paid defensive player in guaranteed money. Uh, in 2023, he signs three years after his brother, Joey, became the highest paid defensive player at $102 million in 2020. Uh Norwood said that they're set for life. You forgot that they dad played too. Uh, like they've been set. All, all, all I see is GOP donations. Mm-hmm. You know it's out there. They wore the didn't Joey and the family wear the MAGA hat? Yeah, they was out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then you got Trent Williams, who deservedly so Monster. is the highest paid O lineman in the NFL. He does three hundred and fifteen pound weighted dips, and then you have Fred Warner, who was the highest paid linebacker now he's the third highest paid and he plays he's like the linebacker version he's like a mixture of patrick willis and dante whitner like he hits really really hard but he is a sideline to sideline linebacker he's a beast seeking missile uh trent shout out to the washington commanders for fumbling that you idiots uh and, and fred warner i think he was the one who made the play on Najee harris to change the game when mm-hmm. he hit Najee harris it looked like the the Pittsburgh Steelers did not want to be hit anymore <laughs> after this. After that, he was like, you know what? I'm ready to go home. Now, with that said. And Tomlin said that, too. Tomlin was I, like, yo, they punched us in the face. They hit. They seems like when they hit our players in the first and second quarter, it was it was over from there. And it was. That's happens when you have a young team. If you're, if you're two teams, if you're the Atlanta Falcons or you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you need to be monitoring George Pickett. I have said from day one, I don't think that Kenny Pickett is equipped to get him the ball. He looks like he isn't. I think that George Pickett is going to be very unhappy about not getting the ball, and I think that he's going to want to play somewhere else. At that point, you need to make yourself available. Yeah, he's Falcons and Chiefs. Pickett so, ain't going. He he not finna sit there with. Uh, Pickett's not going to sit there with Pickett for very much longer. 
We talk, he's not. Look at that. We look talk, at that. Look at that. Look at that. I, look at that. I right can't there. believe I'm I'm sure you're happy about this as you are a self-proclaimed Baker Mayfield fan. Uh I can't believe that they went up there and beat Minnesota. Uh especially with Minnesota having Jordan Addison and uh uh Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Yo. Go ahead. So, um, I told y'all last year, a lot of people were like, oh, Baker Mayfield's toast. He'll never, he'll never uh, play in the NFL again. I said, no, nah, y'all wrong. He's going to start. And he did. And then not only did he start, but he won his first game with Tampa Bay. Versus a team that a lot of people expect to be decent. Not good, but decent. Boy, I don't know how they won. <laughs> Looking at these stats, bro. <laughs> Ooh, he was 21 to 34 for 173 yards. <laughs> that is seven yards. Don't, a pass. Hey. <laughs> I will say the that quarterbacks did not look very good. For this to be a all of them were awful. <laughs> the quarterbacks looked terrible yesterday. I was looking across the board. Like Matt Stafford had a hell of a game, surprisingly. But a lot of the quarterbacks was right around that 150, 160-yard game. And I was like, boy, did y'all all forget how to play football? What what happened over the summer where nobody can throw the ball anymore? Are the defenses that good now? Like, what has happened? Well, Minnesota couldn't run the ball. They ran the ball for 41 yards total. Um, that's what happens when you don't pay Dalvin Cook. So, uh, they lost. That's when you lose the game. Cause they threw for three forty four, had two touchdowns, but they couldn't run the ball. And in the second half, once you can't run the ball, ain't really nothing you can do. Now I can just play prevent. I only got to win a quarter, and that's what happened. Yep. Um, Mike Evans had six catches for sixty six yards. It was Mike Evans. It was really this was just an ugly game. It was just an ugly game. But yeah. you're right. Baker Mayfield don't, did enough don't. to not lose. And that that like and do I think that he's a world beater quarterback? No, but do I think that if when it comes down to those type of games, he he's I think he's tough enough that he's going to do his damnness to try to win a game, and I think that's valuable because the defense ain't play bad. I mean, they did a lot nope. of score every they, quarter. They did I their mean, job. You, if, hey, if you give me seventeen points against specifically Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, I'm happy. I can't ask for no more than that. Yeah. And that's one thing we talked about with Tampa Bay is they still got a defense down there now. They still got a defense. Yeah, for sure. This game. Shout out to – listen, I can't wait till we figure out this logo for Trick Bag because the, the taints aren't good. They're not good. Anytime they talk about Taysom Hill and they keep talking about Taysom Hill as he's the best football player on the team, y'all going to lose. Y'all just happen to run into – a team with no QB in in uh uh Tennessee. 16 to 15 is egregious. That's 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 such an ugly game. Now um, I will say I think Carr had like 300 yards passing. So I but 300 yards passing 16 points means you're not executing um when you need to. And that's something I I forgot about. I, I wanted to remind everybody about that with the Falcons. We executed in the red zone. We were in the red we zone did. three times. We scored three touchdowns. The one field goal we kicked was at the end. It just, hey, 
We're not close enough to go for a score. Kick the field goal. Executing in the red zone is of the utmost importance. Man, screw the Saints. Ain't no way y'all think that this is a real win. I don't care if he threw for 300 yards. He threw for 300 yards and one touchdown, one interception. They won 16 to 15. Maybe Hopkins and Derrick Henry, dog. That's a win. So win is a win. Do you know what Ryan Tannehill's stats were? I'll read them to you. Don't even look them up. 16 of 34, 198 yards, zero touchdowns, and three interceptions. Who Lord? Who Lord? Three interceptions. Well, I mean, Josh, Josh Allen just threw his third interception. We watched him struggle with the Jets right now. So the Jets are better than the Saints. There's no way that the Saints should have beat the should have won this game. Derrick Henry had 15 carries for 63 yards. I don't know if he got hurt. Or whatever, they just stopped giving him the ball and started letting Tannehill throw the ball. And it was a close game. And they he threw three interceptions. DeAndre Hopkins, seven to sixty-five. He is clearly the best wide receiver on that team. Now you have been championing one dude for the Saints for two years now, and it's Chris Olave. Chris Olave, eight catches, 112 yards on 10 targets. Had more targets than everybody else. That's cooking right there now. <laughs> Michael yeah, Thomas had a 30-yard catch, had a 25-yard catch, and then on his first. See, that's the thing about Michael Thomas. I'll be telling y'all he trick bag. Don't nobody ever believe me. Y'all always say Michael Thomas is this. He had five catches for 61 yards. His first catch was for 25 yards, which means he had four catches for 35 yards the rest of the game. Not good. I'm telling y'all he ain't good, bro. I told I told y'all he overrated. Shut it. Overrated. I don't care. It is what it is. But wouldn't he be our leading receiver? Don't give up, man. Not because of his skill. No, that's because we don't have a quarterback. No. <laughs> we ain't got no quarterback. I know. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, one thousand prayers to that boy. But uh, what else do we want to talk about before we wrap up with uh, football? Oh, AFC South. We talked about the Jaguars, but hey, man, if Tua. All you got to do is just throw the ball up. (laughs) If he can stay healthy, they are a problem in the AFC. I'm sorry, I said South, AFC East. They are a problem in the AFC East. Now, that I agree with is that if he can stay, like, because I I think that we missed a progression. At first, it was like, all right, it's too good enough. And I don't think that we ever addressed that, yeah, he is good enough. Now, the big question is, can he stay healthy? If he can stay healthy, these guys can be a problem. Multiracial McDaniel, he, while he does not shower very often, he does boy, know he how to call the evening, boy. <laughs> oh, they were cooking. exciting and high-flying. I ain't seen Miami move like this since LeBron left. Now, I will say this about Tua. From what these highlights I've seen, now, Tyreek Hill is just unfair. I mean, that's just that's unfair. Tyreek Hill is unfair. He's unfair. He's unfair. Tua is still doing the same thing, though. He's still doing the look right. And if I like there, he threw the tire across Tyree Hill. If he looks right, and if it's not open, I'm gonna snap back and throw it left without almost without looking. He's still doing that. Yeah. And they gonna and just like how Clemson exposed them in the national championship, Georgia exposed them too. Uh you're gonna end up doing that. You're gonna end up getting exposed. The defenses are gonna end up exposing you. But against the car, against first game of the year against the Chargers. Who I told y'all might be trick back, even though they did score 30, 30 points. 
Man, the Dolphins look good, man, on offense. Their defense. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Now there's another point here, a point of contention. If you look at all of those highlights, and can you hear me? You can hear me, Reggie? Hmm? Hey, Chargers, do not put Tyreek Hill in man coverage. <laughs> that is stupid. That is dumb, and that will get you 11 catches for 215 yards and two receiving touchdowns. <laughs> if you don't bracket that man, he is going to embarrass you. Tyreek Hill is a two-person cover. I saw way too much corner in one-on-one man, and that man, when he does that, you might as well take, you might as well ball your cornerback up and put him in the fucking air fryer because it ain't nothing he can do but call God. It's nothing. That's that's bad defense. That's bad coaching. Cornerback, I don't care who you are. Yeah, you can't. It you ain't can, nobody. You, you got to make an adjustment. You see somebody catch a cheetah. <laughs> Never. Uh, uh, and then finally, man, the first game of the year, the Chiefs lost to the Dolphins 21 to 20. Although they were, I will say, nothing against, I said Dolphins. The Chiefs lost to the Lions. Uh, I will say the Chiefs didn't have Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones. So two of your best three players were out. But the Dolphins played well, man. They played strong. Their offensive line looks good. Jared Goff looks like the quarterback that they need. Um, David Montgomery is running like he's got something to prove. Jameer Gibbs is as fast as advertised. <laughs> Boy, aggressive and, and good balance. Because that was one that was the part I wanted. I was like, let me see what Gibbs looked like because I know that they wanted Bijan and they they set up for Jameer Gibbs. Let me see if they made the right decision. And Gibbs looked good as advertised. He did, man. Um, Come on, Zachary Taylor Thomas, when you won, man. The what I took from this is what everybody took from this. They signed Chris Jones to I don't they signed Chris Jones to a one year extension the day after they lost the game. Now, what I will say is it's not often unless the contract is in the favor of the player that they don't release the parameters of the contract. Maybe they'll do that in the next two day, one or two days, but oh, Chris it's Jones, it's, it's, I mean, it's public information. So the contract will come out, but they probably out still, over. they probably signed the contract in principle and then oh they're working out like the incentives. Garrett Wilson. Oh my God. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so he's going to get multiple cons- incentives and earn considerably more money this season per sources. So it's basically a two year deal this year, and next year that he signed. Um, they said they created the Darth helmet, uh, Darth Vader helmet for Tua. Yeah, they did. Oh, um, so. whatever. Hey, put him in the, the, the ones that they wear. Uh, in camp, put him in that helmet, the one with the big, <laughs> with the, with the bag with the around. mushroom on top. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, uh, Yo, and then this is out of control. Yeah, Gary Wilson is ridiculous. That Gary. focus is unbelievable. Yeah, that was crazy. And hey, boy. speaking of the uh, KDT, who did have fun with the Giants fans after winning the Super Bowl, they called him a bust. He won the Super Bowl. Uh, with Patrick Mahomes made two really really good plays on the punt return and then scoring, uh, and then this season start off he is probably the reason that they lost the game against the Lions as he had a oh, drop sure. pass pick six. Uh, he ended up they the Giants fans were so ruthless that he deleted his Instagram and Twitter for a day. 
Uh, here's the pick six right here. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Right there to a rookie out of Georgia Tech, actually, who ran it back <laughs> uh, uh, for a touchdown. Uh, I'm sorry, not Georgia Tech. That's Brian Branch out of Alabama. They have another rookie from Georgia Tech. Um, not only did he also drop the third down pass that would have got him a first down to first and goal. And then he dropped the third down pass, a first down pass in the fourth quarter with two minutes left that would have got them within field goal range. He yes. is the reason they lost this game. There is a meme that says only Kadarius Tony could turn this play into a pick six. And that's <laughs> tough to not laugh at because he has both hands on the ball. Mahomes is like, yep, I got one here. And then somehow this ball ends up in somebody else's hand. That's tragic. There's nothing that yeah, you can do, you nothing that you can say. But this is the thing, KDT. Number one, you're a Gator, so I'm rocking with you. You're going to have a bad game. It happens to everybody. We all have bad days. Bounce back. Come back. You were just a part of a, a – hey, you had a bounce-back season last year. You were a very important part of the reason they won a Super Bowl. Take a day off. Get off social media. Come back and do your job. So you still think Kadarius Tony is better than what he's displayed? Because we have more – Evidence of him in the Super Bowl being an anomaly versus the rest of with the Giants. It was drops in college. It was drops in the pros. It's been drops. He's very dynamic player, but he's now had one, two, three, four years of evidence that his hands are beyond suspect. So for me, for what they traded to get Kadarius Tony, I think that they're on the right side of their investment. Specifically, he helped them win a championship last year. Like, he was a part of that. So, yes. I think they traded, what, a fourth-rounder for him? I still think that he's better than a fourth-round draft pick. 100%. He had a bad game, but I think he's a good I player. said, do you believe in him? I didn't, I don't care about what they paid for him. I said, do you, well, you okay, still so, believe in him? So Because how, he's, how, I said he he's got four years of drops now. Four years. Not one, not two, not three, not oh, four. Oh, nah, no. He, he was a good player. He was... He was one of our best players at Florida. So yes, whatever, but he played you at, I, but at Florida, yeah, that's 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 except for he he dropped the ball. That was on his scouting report. I got it right here. That was on his scouting report. That was there. His junior, his I think came out as junior. His sophomore year, his very dynamic returner, very dynamic with the ball in his hands. If he can catch the ball, then he goes to New York, the Giants, drops the ball over and over. But they scapegoated. They scapegoated and said that it was a uh, Daniel, and then they just said, "Screw it, we're gonna trade you anyway," and they traded him. Now he's with the Chiefs. He had two good games, two or three good games against the Chiefs. With the Chiefs, helped them win the Super Bowl. Comes back this year, first game, you right back to them drops, and they all are bad drops. They not you know contested catches. They're all bad I'm, open drops. I'm still I'm I'm still Team KDT all the way. That's all I asked. Yeah, yes, yes. (laughs) I I like it. And on a team with limited receipt, like with a limited receiver room already, yes. You had a bad game, kid. Well, you the reason the room is limited. What you you mean? They calling the room limited because of you. (laughs) After this game, they are. Nobody else really believes in the rest of those guys in the wide receiver room either, bro. Mm. Just, just had a defense. shitty game. 
No, they damn sure don't. But they believed in KDT. Everybody believed in KDT until. Boy, are you telling me that the Jets got the ball? Yep. But Boy, if, if the ladies Bills, and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the football. It. We've come to the end of the football segment of episode. Ooh, they fighting, fighting. We've come to the end of the football segment of episode one nineteen of the Splash Cast Monday Night Raw around the league edition. Give us about two minutes. We'll be right back with our final segment, our hoop segment. Talk about uh, NCAA Kimoki as well as FIBA mm, 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 uh, as well. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Nothing. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our final segment of episode 119 of the Splashcast Around the League Edition, Monday Night Raw. Our basketball segment is the offseason. Kind of, sort of. You got FIBA. But before we get to FIBA, uh, something well-deserved happened. Uh, LSU coach Kim Mulkey has received or agreed on a record new deal that, when finalized, will be the richest total in contract in uh, women's college basketball history, $32 million over 10 years. Uh, she is a Louisiana legend, LSU champion, uh, and she deserves it. 100% deserves it. She's put together a, a hell of a team. She's recruited She's recruited a hell of a team and coached a hell of a team. Uh, all intents and purposes, I believe, for them to be right back in the mix for a championship next year and probably the year after that as well. Uh, congratulations. We like when people secure bags around here. Great job. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And it looks like you are favorited to win it next year, too. It's going to be y'all, Alabama, uh, South Carolina, and uh, I was going to say the girl from, was it Purdue? Uh, I can't I know you're talking about, but I can't remember. I can't remember right off. I know you're talking about that. Uh, anyway, moving on to FIBA. Uh, <laughs> Good news and bad news for us, I guess. Um, shout out to South Sudan, the historic first Olympic berth. Uh, they won and they qualified for the Olympics. No, we're not going to listen to Malika Andrews talk. But South Sudan has, has uh, qualified for their first Olympic berth, man. So that is always awesome. Congratulations. And also, they are doing wonderful things with basketball in Africa, man. They have come a mm -hmm. long way very fast. They've done a lot to invest in those players and those leagues and to now have South Sudan going to the Olympics as a birth. We were just talking about was the Jamaican women's soccer team where you just got to give these teams an opportunity to compete. That's all they need. Once they get there, a lot of teams will immediately lift their their skill level and, and you can you can find you're going to be able to find better players. So congratulations to those guys. And yeah, they'll be on our radar. Yep. 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 Um. Canada defeated the United States in the bronze medal game. Uh, and it really wasn't close. I think Dylan Brooks scored 30. Uh, Shy Gillis Alexander played really well. RJ Blair, RJ Barrett played well as, as well as Nikhil Walker, Alexander and Kelly Olenek to name a few. Um, they ended up getting bronze and qualifying for the Olympics after they will have a, uh, after they had a little bit of a loss uh, from qualifying for the Olympics a few times. It was a good game. For me, SGA was the absolute best player in FIBA basketball. 
I think they are saying he is now up there with Luca. Like people are legit having the conversation that we've been having for like a year. Like I will say our conversations had at Luca up here and SGA down probably middle. And then every time we talk about it, it get like this. It get like this. He plays defense. And now, now they have FIBA and now that he he they kind of shut Luca down, to be honest. He had now I will say I think the Canada probably has a better team than Serbia. I mean, not Serbia, Slovenia, because they have mm-hmm. so many NBA players. But also, I mean, SGA, he, he's continuing to raise his value. He's continuing to raise his abilities. And it's tough to find holes in his game. Like, Luka has a massive, gaping defensive hole. SGA really don't have that. He's he's a, he's a complete basketball player. Now, do I think that September Luka's 11. offense is probably – it is wow. better, and he just gonna get you. He can get you ten rebounds a game, but SGA is he is he's hot on his heels, and he's gonna be in better shape than Luca. Now oh, that yeah. Luca is where you you gotta you gotta have uh, a coming to God with yourself. Hold on, let me write you, this down. You're let losing me write this down. September seventh, huh? September eleventh, at ten fifty one p.m. Eastern time. Oh, now you got you got a pen and you taking notes. What you writing down, player? Norwood, for y'all that have followed the splash cast and followed his love for Luca, Norwood has argued me down over and over and over again about Luca Doncic's defense. Over, no, I have not. Yes, you have. You've you've posted, you've posted. Oh, he's the best defensive. Has the best defensive rating. You've sent all of these stats to or alleged stats to try to support Luca is a good defensive player. You just said Peace. at September 11th, 1051 Eastern Standard Time that Luca has a gaping, massive defensive hole in his game. I just want to yeah, make so, sure that you said that. Yeah, okay. No, you so didn't let, say compared to me, nothing. No, you said uh, you're not gonna, you're massive not gonna defense. Me. I'm going to give you context. Yes, Luca has <laughs> a good defense, <laughs> but he's not nearly as good a defender as SGA. But that's, also, that's, when I talk about Luca's defense, Luca also leads. He leads his team at points. He leads uh, his team. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Whole lot of arbitrary. Whole lot of arbitrary. He has to score all the points. Arbitrary. He has to. Arbitrary. He has to score all the points. He has to pass the ball to other players so that they can score their points. Arbitrary. And then when they miss, he has to get the rebound. Yeah. He should be tired. He should be in better shape. That's not arbitrary at all. That is factually. I'm telling you, exactly what arbitrary doesn't mean. These all things are in relation to his game. Sure, sure, Stephen A. Throw up all the three, four, five syllable words you want to to try to cover up what you just said. Yo, get out of here, yo. Arbitrary. That's what we doing. You better than that. You said it, bro. I'm. I'm just. That's why I wrote that down because you argued me down for the better part of two years. Anyway, moving on. Um. Serbia. The Serbs. Serbs got second place. Um, they ended up losing to Germany. But my man Bogey played, played out fantastic. of his mind. Um, he did have a sleeve on his knee. Hey, bro, you need to go sit in the hot tub with some Epsom salt and, and, and enjoy the fact that you made it to the championship game, but you only play no more basketball the basketball season. We don't need nothing wrong with that knee, bro, because we need that version of Bogey to come out and play. Um, he played really, really well, and he led his team, and he was still talking trash to everybody. 
and that that's another I'm conflicted on this because I really wish he would have saved this for the season. But it also puts him in a very compromising situation because he played so well in fever. So y'all, you know, I do think that that Quinn will probably keep him to about 20 minutes a game, but he showed that he can play elite basketball. And if you can get him to play elite basketball for 20 minutes a game, that's all we need. Yeah, yeah, he's but, a, he's definitely a microwave scorer. Gotta, he, once he hit two, you gotta give him a chance to do his thing. Because when given the chance, he looked like old bogey. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. And then talking about somebody that looked like their former selves, a call Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder, I'm sorry, Dennis Schroeder. I think averaged eighteen, eight and five in the tournament to play and led Germany to the FIBA World Championship by defeating the United States in the semifinals and then winning the championship and against Serbia, the hottest team. One thing that I will say about Schroeder is he's a he's a damn basketball player. You might not like his antics. You might not like all the rest of his stuff. But if you want a guy who is going to give you his absolute best every chance he gets... Schroeder. Schroeder's a hooper on every level. Lock Jalen Brunson down. He locked he, he, our he, guards he, down. He ain't a quitter. He gonna play to the bitter end. He gonna play gritty, man. I respect the hell out of that dude. And I remember when the Hawks drafted him, I was tight. I was like, man, no way in hell we draft this dude from Germany with this Jeff, gold patch in his head. Yeah, we had Jeff T. <laughs> he, his whole career, he's gone. he's done one thing. Do his best to just play the best basketball he can play. Yeah, he's played. Congratulations, Schroeder. Well deserved. Yeah, man. Well deserved. And, you know, it was funny at first, but this has got to be gratifying for him, especially after that whole debacle with his contract where they offered him that much money and he turned it down and bet on himself. And then everybody joked at him about uh, uh, not winning um, and not getting the contract. This has got to be a little bit gratifying. And he got a new contract um talked about canada before dylan brooks best defensive player in the tournament um he says he is and i think they i think they voted that to him as best defensive player yeah in the he, tournament. and this is this is my thing with dylan brooks i hate that we live in this prisoner moment society where people if you see them have a bad game or you see them have a bad series then suddenly they're headed to shanghai to play for the sharks Dylan Brooks was a really good, very fun. To, he was a very uh, Memphis needed him. I couldn't, I, lack of a better term, I couldn't. They needed him. He was a he was a good player on that team. He did his job, and then he did his job. If you really look at it, they didn't pay him a ton of money. Like his value for his contract was fantastic. Then after the whole LeBron thing, they're like, "Oh, he's never gonna play in the NBA again." And I was like, "Y'all sound stupid." He was still uh, all defense. I can't remember if he was first team or second team all defense. Teams need players like that. And then he got over there to the Rockets, and now he comes to FIBA, and Canada is number two, and he's the best defensive player in FIBA. Like, you put some respect on the dude's name. You might not like all the antics. I'll be the first person to say sometimes he does dumb stuff. But at the end of the day, the dude's a, a tough basketball player. Hell, he whooped our ass. He was 7-8 from three. And was one of the reasons that we 
We don't have. We didn't get a medal. Yeah, they went, went kind of crazy. Uh, the All Star Five and Edwards, uh, Luca Bo- Bogey and Edwards, SGA and Dennis Schroeder, solid five. I like the way Ant played. I think he played a little selfish towards the end, but I mean, when you the only, it's that Kobe kind of made selfishness okay when you explain it. If I'm the only one that's working out, doing all the extra stuff, I'm gonna take the shots. I feel like that's kind of what happened against us, and Jerry we Jackson have Jr., you got to get in the way room. Boy, oh, you can't oh, average no, you can't average no three rebounds. Jaron Jackson Jr. averaged three rebounds. You can't do that. That and that's the one thing that I say about him and Evan Mobley is like you guys are definitely power forwards, but at your height, you're gonna have like best for the team to be its best self. You're gonna learn. You're gonna have to learn how to play the five and be able to rebound and to be able to protect the post. Because if you have to put a guy there, like your Jared Allen or your Stephen Adams then you're sticking a guy who has a shot profile that's going to be in the same, is going to be right there in the paint and you can't play wide open basketball. You're going to have to man up. Yeah, you can't do that. And and Steve Skirk, you got cooked too because you ain't getting nobody. Now I will say, I will say, uh, uh, Rudy Gay made a point. He said, you know, these guys look at, these guys look at FIBA international basketball Way more respectfully and glowingly than they look at the and I saw they uh look at the NBA. So if you look at FIBA, these dudes will die to play for their country, where the NBA it's more like they picked. After that quote came out, now I guess LeBron is upset that they lost. LeBron is trying to get basically all the stars from the United States to go out for the 2024 Olympics and play. Which now, the other part about that is a little tricky to me is the NBA players don't want to play in FIBA. It don't matter. You don't get – don't care about this. The The best players in the world could have played in this FIBA World Cup. They chose not to because Jimmy there's Butler no said, gold. I don't this, care about this FIBA. This isn't the Olympics. Jimmy Butler so, said, I don't no, care about th- FIBA. This is the best of what's available. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that, that that's a little misleading. You're right. Now, the rest of these dudes, they want to play for their country. Because that, like, everything to them matters. They don't, you know, every one of these matters to them. The NBA guys want to show up for the games that matter. And, hell, that's hell, that's damn near how they want to play in the NFL now. I mean, NBA now. Well, load management until we play games that matter. So, yeah, yeah they're going to show up. And then, of course, they're going to put together this team of monsters for the Olympics. And then they're going to humble the world. And then those guys are not going to show up again until another Olympics. The rest of the time, you're going to have these guys in the middle who just want to play basketball. It's just that simple. Y'all can show up all the time. Nobody's stopping y'all from showing up at, at FIBA. So, and then the second team was Valentunis and a bunch of other players. Um, Wagner was one um, for Germany as well. And I, I think you're right, man. I don't – ain't no incentive to play in FIBA. You know what I mean? Like – International basketball, because I hate to say it, but we've dominated for so long. There's no incentive for us to go out there. And aside from Noah Lyles, the only reason it really got even more anything is because Noah Lyles said y'all international champions or what? If, if he didn't say nothing, nobody yeah. would care. Nobody would care. People forget LeBron was on the 016 that lost at FIBA. Then they got 08, yeah. got Kobe, and then, you know, just destroyed Don't everybody. It's always this cycle. 
and somebody put it on the internet and showed it. But that's what it's going to be. These games don't matter to us because at the end of the day, America has the best basketball players in the world. And if they really pick all the best players in the world, they will make it so everybody else doesn't even want to participate in the sport anymore. If they really rolled out the 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 all-star team they could, then yes. And I hate that people, like once again, we live in this prisoner of the moment society where people just get up in arms about the stupidest things. But if you put Steph, KD, LeBron, um, Anthony Edwards out there as your starting lineup, it's over. I don't want y'all, like, don't get into this world where you think that, oh, Devin Booker, don't get into this world where you think that we're not the best. The best are just... Kevin Durant is watching the U.S. Open. He's watching Coco Golf instead of playing FIBA basketball. And I don't blame him. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of episode 119 of the Splashcast Monday Night Raw. Uh, talked about HBCU news around the culture. Had the pregame. Talked about Coco Golf and the Braves. Uh, everything Atlanta. Uh, as well as we talked about uh, NFL and college football. And gave you a running commentary of the Jets' bills with Aaron Rodgers getting hurt even though the Jets are trying to pull this game out anyway. Norwood, if we didn't miss anything, take us out. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, number one, number one, number one, number one, as the summer comes to an end, that means two things. More black baseball, always supported. Speaking of black baseball, Mike Harris hit a home run. Ronald Cunha hit a home run. More black baseball. Also, get to the beach. More black beaches. Learn how to swim. Uh, Number two, number two. Oh, my goodness. Is Josh Allen going to be able to pull this off or are we going into overtime? I know you're ahead of me, so you probably already know that the answer to that is probably going to be yes. Um, number two, number two, number two, more black cowboys and more black cowgirls. And then number three, the historically black college university your cousin went to, your auntie went to, you went to, your homeboy went to, send some money over there. The historically black college and university in your neighborhood as we approach homecoming season. The one that you go to for homecoming, step shows, to hang out, to be around your people, to tailgate, whatever it is, send some money over there. And then finally, the greatest learning institution in all the world, the Hampton University. Please just send $18.68 on behalf of the Splashcast. Please support HBCUs. Also, feel free to support the Splashcast. Send us some money. And me and Reggie just going to rock out for the rest of the time here to see who wins this game. Or I know your TV is ahead of mine. Is it over? You can tell me. No, nah, I ain't going to tell the people, man. We're just going to sign off, man. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Uh, we will see y'all Saturday uh, to pick more games, bet more beers. Uh, like, follow, subscribe. Love y'all. Peace. This is the Splashcast Weekly Schedule. You can find us on Monday, Monday Night Raw. That is the Around the League edition where we cover all of the major leagues around the league. Tuesday is the ATL edition, Braves, Falcons, Hawks. Wednesday is when the playlist comes out. It's a splash cash 24, 12, or 36 pack, just depending on the music. Thursday, for everybody who was not able to catch us live on Monday, they can catch up there on the Around the League edition. And then Saturday, of course, we bet beers for Saturday Morning Live. If you ever need to find us, we can be found at thesplashcast.com. And of course, via Instagram at the Splashcast. Trigger hold a fangle. Moving like a surgeon. Got life and death in hand. Cause I done seen the serpents put a hit on their best friend. But ain't that the way it go? Either that or a raggedy hoe. Or a rat ass.
ass nigga with a red ass why Working for them red ass folks. Repent the end of nil. The Bible says it's clear. My mama says it's right. But she thinks she's white. She working like a slave. Her preacher stupid pay. I'm trying to get stupid rich. Trying to do stupid shit. Trying to fall bitch forever. Whenever, however. Old pride country nigga. Campaign presidential. My goal is to be a winner. I'm grinding through the winner. No Rolex ever getting bought with the word I might offend them. If you know what it took, all these risks, all these chances. Streets help me race to go and change my circumstances. Straight from the city, we done took it across the planet. I'm guessing that's how God works. No way we could have planned it, no. Mama, look at me.